Welcome to the Luminous Podcast, weekly meditations, readings, and blessings to assist with our rest, peace, and spiritual wellness. You can find out more at LuminousAnglican.com. Welcome to a brand new year, and this is the Feast of the Epiphany. It is also the Baptism of our Lord. This is one of those Sundays that there's a lot going on in, in our life and the calendar that we've come through with Christmas and into a new year. We can all kind of be uh, somewhat fatigued, but we are excited about this day because it is a parish feast day. It's not just a potluck Sunday. This is a day that we have adopted as a bit of an identity marker for us as a parish. And in the liturgical year, there are so many different feast days throughout the entire year, but we identify with the Epiphany a bit differently because Transfiguration Sunday feels a little on the nose with light. And we wanted to have a tension in our process of following a faint light as the Magi did to finding the reality of Jesus. So for us, that's a bit of our story. But we're also beginning a new year speaking of values that we identify with within the luminous circle. What is it to be luminous? Many of us, when we started the parish several years ago, had many deep conversations about what it means to be a Christian. What is it to follow Jesus and be discipled by this rabbi, be by proximity of, 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 of walking with Christ in such a way as his disciples in real time gathering the dust from his feet on the roads, being that close. That, that's, it's, it's a concept that many of us, I believe, steer clear of because it feels daunting and it feels strange or maybe a little hyper-radical or whatever, but that's truly the heartbeat of transformation, to go from something, someone, through and to. It's where we get the word trans, it is a process, a, a traveling from, to, towards. The transformation requires letting go, expansion, deepening, and everyone's favorite, repentance. But here's the beautiful reality of this. Metanoia. This means transformation. This means to change, to, to morph, to become. That was many of our hearts, many of what we were hoping for. What kind of framework can you be in that allows this types of, of transformation, this deepening? I've realized that the accumulation of our clutter and noise will find it difficult to find root if we are planted in healthy soil. 
See, this clutter and this noise, this, this accumulation of things, if we are healthy, if we have these environments that of slowness, of stillness, of peace, rest, communion, and value beauty, it will change things. And our new year can be a new way of living into this. Our less will become more. On Sunday, I became pretty emotional um, reflecting back on the time that we were planting, the conversations that I was having. Many of you have heard me reference Father Thomas McKenzie and the role and the impact that he had on my early priesthood and the planting of Luminous. It's pretty extraordinary to look out into our parish now and see so many faces that were even connected with and through Thomas. When Thomas passed a few years ago, many of us were just so stunned and also reflective I continue to get caught up in those moments, reflecting on the impact that he had of what Luminous would become. Many a Baja burrito were shared in our process of dreaming and contemplating what this could be, what it needs to be for those that were even around our dining room table. So our parish values of beauty, communion, and peace are a way of seeing, living, and being. Each Sunday this month, we are going to do a bit of a tag team teaching. And we didn't record Sunday with myself and Becca. So I'm kind of just doing a podcast episode for us in a bit of a culmination. This is a beautiful word from John Bell. Light looked down and saw the darkness. I will go there, said light. Peace looked down and saw war. I will go there, said peace. Love looked down and saw hatred. I will go there, said love. So he, the Lord of light, the Prince of peace, and the King of love, came down and crept in beside us. We believe that beauty inspires us in accordance to our view of God, the ultimate source of creativity, beauty, beauty, artistry, and light. Our desire for an orientation towards beauty is in fact a desire and orientation toward God. We also believe that this orientation leads us to a repentance, this metanoia, this transformation, and enables our continual spiritual growth and formation. Beauty has, is also a form of resistance the light of beauty pushing back darkness. Our slowness helps us to be aware of beauty. Observing a sunset or a sunrise 
the rhythms of a wave on a beach, the rustling of the wind through the trees on the mountain, all are helpful at regulating and giving us a sense of scale and groundedness. N.T. Wright once said that we have to slow down to catch up with God. So we do attempt to practice slowness here. And I know that that is difficult for some. I know that for a fact. <laughs> While driving on the Bluegrass, or the Blue Ridge Parkway actually, over in the Smokies, my family and I were taking a Jeep drive and just enjoying this patient, slow kind of drive through the mountain range. And I looked back in the rear view to see most of my boys' heads down. I don't know if they were looking at iPads or what, but I kind of pulled over gently. This is when my wife said that she had never seen me be more of a Montessori teacher. And I gently just said, guys, while we're on this trip and in this drive, I encourage you just to look to keep your heads up, look around. We are in the middle of the most beautiful part of our country. Look, observe, take it in. It is beautiful. And we continue the drive. What really struck me in that moment was I didn't want my boys to miss some of the beauty. I wanted them to enjoy it with me. And there was a communion in that moment, or at least a desire for it. <laughs> One of the deepest longings of the human soul is to be seen, says John O'Donohue. This is a moment where we can actually see what if creation longs to be seen? And there's this connection with our soul, connecting us with this creation. I know for many of us who have the eyes to see, there are those moments where we are sitting on a park bench or walking through our neighborhood or walking through a park, taking a hike, or even driving to and from school or work where we observe something that changes us, that gives us a warmth, that gives us a, a joy, a spark. And this is where beauty meets our reality. So yes, we value beauty. In the light of a new year, I would encourage us as much as we can to keep it simple. Thomas Merton once mentioned that love is our true destiny. And imagine had Thomas Merton or someone else said, judgment is our true destiny. Fear is our true destiny. Pain is our true destiny. Disturbance, violence. Do we see the contrast that we live in all of these things? But as Merton said, love is our true destiny. This helps us to be seen and it helps us to see this is beauty. 
And since love grows within you, so beauty grows. For love is the beauty of the soul, says St. Augustine. And in the light of not having Becca's portion that she spoke, if you were with us, you know that that was a delight, and especially the piece of poetry that she shared. It is wonderful to see many of us striving with these thin places, this reality of the mystics in seeing where is God in this, giving us the eyes to see, giving us the ears to hear. We see God in one another. We see God in the Eucharist. We see and sense holiness and otherness in our silence and in our contemplation and in our togetherness. Wonder and awe are connected. And psychological research, as Becca mentioned yesterday, is that awe is linked to beauty. And it does wonderful things to our health and for our health. A question that we would ask would be, how is the Spirit beckoning you towards beauty? How is this moment of openness opening you to what we have? And in finishing this thought of the incarnation, we have walked through this Christmas season into the epiphany. The incarnation has changed everything. Here we have a tearing of the dimensions between heaven and us. And as Sean O'Connell said from The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, beauty or beautiful things don't ask for attention. But the reality of God with us in Christ will always cause us to have a spirit of being undeceived, a reality of being undeceived. And that may be a strange way of, of saying this, but we cannot unsee, we cannot untaste and unknow this reality found in the incarnation of Christ, the Word made flesh, God among us and with us. For his law is love and his gospel is peace. This is the way of our being. There is an intentional contemplative vibe with our parish. It is not just a preference. It is a way of deepening, a way of listening, a way of being. And the fruit that eventually comes from this slowness and this contemplation is fullness. It's a way that we can fully activate, fully celebrate, fully live, fully be fully listen and see. So as we continue in the next few weeks with communion and peace, and finally we will have a Sunday where we talk about parish life. And I believe that it's a bit more of a practical application of where we can actually see this playing out. How do we embody beauty, communion, and peace? I hope that this is a helpful time. As you start a new year, I pray the Lord bless you, keep you. May 
his face shine upon you, give you peace. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. If you would like more information or ways to be a part of Luminous, please go to luminousanglican.com. Peace be with you.